Praise the Lord. Praise God. Let me hear you. God is good. And all the time. Oh Lord Jesus, may I decrease in this place today. Lord, may you be magnified and glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord my God, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. Just now we listened to a very important gospel. And I will go through it again because it is very important in our lives. And it doesn't matter how often we read it. There is always something new that God will fill us with. So if you have your Bibles with you, please can you turn with me to the book of Luke. And my text is the gospel, Luke chapter 1, reading from verse 26, 38. Luke 1, 26 to 38. Praise God. And we are going to take it bit by bit, and it will take a long time. But we have been doing everything else this week, and we are going to take this long time and bless the Lord. Amen? Amen. So let us read together. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. And Joseph was from the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. You have found favor with God. This text 
begins with an initiative from God. It is the announcement of the most marvelous event that ever happened in this world, the incarnation and birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This passage is a joyful one, and it speaks to us of good news. The passage also tells us a lot about God, that he is always thinking about us. The first thing is that when he is making good news known to the world, he does so to specific individuals. And we see this throughout the Bible where he gives different gifts to different persons. And in this case, it was to Mary. Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And with the good news, he calls you, my sisters and brothers, favored and he tells you that he is with you too and that you are blessed just like Mary was. Sisters and brothers receive that you are blessed and highly favored by saying to the person next to you I am blessed and highly favored. Turn to the person next to you You know, that didn't sound quite right. You look at the person next to you and you believe what you are saying. I am blessed and highly favored. Amen. We must never forget that we are children of the Most High God. And like Mary, he speaks to each and every one of us seated here today. Amen? Amen. And if you have not heard his voice yet, it is because you are not listening. You are busy fussing around with the daily activities. I know because I do it too. In my sis, Guyana, which is in the province of the West Indies, we have a saying and the older women would say to us, kitchen walk never done. You got to finish it so you can focus on the things of God. Kitchen walk never done. You got to stop to focus on the things of God. Maybe you are not hearing because you have not positioned yourself to hear from him, to listen to him. Am I holding this? Yeah. It is important 
you to do so by intentionally putting aside time each day to sit in his presence and connect with him. It is important for you to do so by intentionally putting aside time each day to sit in his presence and connect with him in prayer and through his word. Can you imagine God telling you that you are blessed and highly favored? As Christians, we believe this to mean that God is giving you special grace for a task. High favor to carry out a particular assignment. An assignment maybe in your home. Only you know what's happening in your homes today and all homes. An assignment in your church. Maybe you have been called for years and you have been running away. But there will come a time when your energy is spent. And you can run no longer. And what happens? God opens his arms. He welcomes you and gives you your assignment. Whatever that special assignment he has given you. Always remember his grace is sufficient. Whatever the assignment is, remember you are never alone. For his Holy Spirit overshadows you just like he did for Mary. Jesus walks with you each and every day of your lives, holding your hand when the challenges are many, lifting you over those big rocks that block your path. Jesus was with you every step of the way. Many times we are troubled or fearful because we do not know what lies ahead. But like Mary, he says to us, do not be afraid. Isn't that awesome? Do not be afraid. I am with you even to the end of time. My sisters and brothers, whatever the assignment you have been given to build God's kingdom, whatever assignment you have placed on the shelf because you are too busy today, take it off that shelf now. Take it off and in faith, every ounce of faith you have, get moving. There is work to be done in his name. Let's go back to read from verse 31, verse 31, and we'll go to verse 33. Are you there with me? 
And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Gabriel announced that Mary had been chosen to conceive and carry the birth of the incarnate God. And when we speak of incarnate, we are referring to God in the flesh, like you and me. It is no wonder that some people find the gospel of Jesus Christ hard to believe. Because the reality of God in flesh, like you and me, passes man's understanding. But we in this church today, even those who were in the earlier services, we believe and we have the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we understand that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is God made flesh. Here the angel Gabriel was telling Mary that she was going to carry and give birth to the Son of God. She was going to be pregnant with God in the flesh. Mary was going to give birth to Jesus Christ, the light of the world, and through him, the course of history would be changed. Sisters and brothers, what has God planted in your heart today? What assignment has he made you pregnant with? What is he nurturing in your womb that you will give birth to in the right time, his time, and in the right season? What is it that you will give birth to that will transform the lives of the lost and suffering? the vulnerable and disrespected in your communities, the marginalized, and even those who scream silently in the darkest corners. What is it that will be birthed from you that will transform the church to reflect Christ's kingdom. Search your hearts today and take a moment and just ask God 
He likes when you ask him things. Every father likes when you ask things. You ask him. What is it in the church of Uganda that Mother's Union and Father's Union will do? What will you do to uphold the institution of Christian marriage and family life here in Uganda? What is it? We have to pray for our nation. We have to get on our knees day and night for our nation, for our church that it will be restored to all God created it to be. Today, I give God thanks for the church in Uganda and the Mother's Union and the Father's Union and all organizations in the church because you are leading from the front. You are running programs to strengthen marriage, parenting skills, relationships in families, between husband and wife, programs that encourage and teach love one for another, respect, forgiveness, peace, and reconciliation. Praise the God. Can I ask you again? Mary was pregnant with God's incarnate, a course that would change the world to the end of time. What are you pregnant with that will change your parish, your home, and your community for generations to come? When the angel described the, the child that Mary would carry, it confirmed to her that he was no normal child, but would be called the son of the Most High God. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Can you imagine how this young girl Mary must have felt, can you? In a society in which she lived at this time, she would have probably been an outcast, thrown out of the home by her parents, probably be left on the street where she would be abused. She would have been pushed out of her village, maybe even stoned to death. She was only a young girl, but God must have prepared her heart to receive this news and prepared the way ahead. God cleared the way for her. He covered and protected her, and there she was sitting patiently, respectful, and we knew that she was pure because she was the one that was chosen to carry and bring our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, into this world. And you know it wasn't an easy world then. It's not an easy world now. 
Mary had good values and she was prepared, she was humble. What are we doing as a church to nurture our girls and boys, our young men and women in the faith and life of the church? I know you must be doing a lot here in this province because everywhere I have gone so far, I have met true and honorable and humble men and women of God. Your Archbishop is amazing. A amazing but humble. Mama Margaret, so humble but prayerful. Your bishops, I met two of them, one very jolly and nice and welcoming, the other one very serious, but so humble and welcoming too. My sisters and brothers, what are we doing as a church to nurture our girls and boys, our young men and women in the faith and life of the church? What are we doing with our children to train them up in the way that they should go? It breaks my heart to drive along the street, not only in this province, but in many provinces across the world, even in my home diocese, and see the precious little boys and girls by the roadside, in the middle of the dangerous tra traffic, begging. You know, it really breaks my heart. Here I'd like you to note the importance of including boys and young men in your marriage and family life programs. Because in this whole scenario, in this scripture, there was Joseph. Joseph was in the mix. And his life was going to be affected too. I believe God must have prepared his heart too because after he had gotten over the shock of this girl who was promised to him in marriage, she is now pregnant. He started to accept the situation. He protected her and moved her to a safe space. He allowed God to guide, direct, and instruct him. And he took charge. Do you remember he put her on that donkey in the middle of the night? And off he took her. Yesterday, President Samuel of the Father's Union said, he said, men, show up where God wants you to show up. Shape up. Show the way through transformational leadership. Mother's Union, let your ministry begin in the home. That's what he said. 
and he said 10 different things. I was trying my hardest to write quickly, but I couldn't. But each point spoke to me in a deep way. He is spirit-filled. We're getting to the end. We read from verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Amen. Here we see Mary asking an honest question. Wouldn't we have all asked the same question? How will this be? How will this be? How will we do this work, Lord? Where are we going to get the resources from, Lord? Oh, Lord, you provide them. We say that every day. How could conception happen without intervention of a man? Poor Mary was asking these questions. And they were serious questions, but at the same time, she was believing. The word doesn't tell us she put up a fight. She was just so calm and believing. But like all of us, we are curious to know how something supernatural would happen in our lives. And the angel Gabriel, this messenger from God, supplied a hope-filled answer. All he said was the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Today, today remember this day, the Holy Spirit will come upon each and every one of us afresh. And when we walk through that door today, it will not be in the same way that we walked in. Because he will fill us with the Holy Spirit and give us all that we need to fulfill his purpose for our lives here on earth. A life with lasting legacy for generations to come. For your children and their children and their children and all children. And verse 36. This is my favorite. Now indeed... Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month of her who was called barren. Straight after this, 
What did God do? He sent Mary to visit her older relative. She was young. He sent his message, and now he's sending her to visit her older relative, Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was barren for so long, probably had already given up that she would not have a child. Maybe she was ridiculed by her community for being barren. You know how it is. But brothers and sisters, she found herself pregnant. Glory to God. I believe God sent Mary to Elizabeth for several reasons. The first one is that she could see that with God, nothing is impossible. I also think that God sent Mary to spend time with Elizabeth, an older wiser woman, an encourager, and a faith builder, because she was only a young girl. As we face the challenges in life, as we grow in the faith and life of the church and everyday life, each and every one of us here today we need encouragers, we need role models, we need a mentor, we need Jesus Christ. We need someone to believe in us and invest in us and speak positively into our lives. I stand before you today because I have always had older, wiser women of God journeying with me. And these women were placed in different seasons for different reasons. You see, I didn't know it at the time. Now that I am older and I'm mentoring younger women, that is how I know it. I live all the way across the oceans. Another continent, South America. And you're all the here, way here in Africa. Two of my encouragers, two of my older women, two women who loved me just as I would, as I was at that time, live here in Uganda. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that even before I set foot in Uganda, God placed two women from Uganda in my life. Yesterday on the lawns of the Archbishop's Palace, I spoke of Mama Vivian Kitchio. She is with us here today. Yesterday, I spoke of Mama Vivian Kitio, 
who spoke into my life way back in 2007. And I'd like to say when I was a young mother's union, so adventurous and, and you know, ready to do everything possible. At the time, I was a church worker. I love, I was always in church doing everything. I held every single position that they have in Mother's Union. At Synod, 13 years until I had to get away from Bishop. 13 years I worked and I worked at Synod, taking the notes and writing those notes and it took three months to write Synod notes in the, those days. There weren't any, any laptops. We recorded word for word on those TDK cassettes. And then you had to sit and play them again. So I'd be on holiday while my husband was working. And when he went to work, I'd say, right. I've got to get through four tapes before he gets in so I can spend time with him. And that went on three months for 14 years. But I loved it. I loved everything. Now, when I met Mama Vivian, I did not know at the time what she meant to me and in my life. But she said to me, you should be a strong woman. And that's all she said. And if you know Mama Vivian, she is a woman of few words. So you know me and my young self, right. This lady is just talking. But then she saw me the next day. Maybe she knew it didn't register in my heart, she said. You must be a strong woman. So I said, okay, and you know, we have respect for my, in my culture for women who are older than us. So I graciously said, okay. I really should have been saying thank you. The next day, I wasn't feeling so well, and she came to see me in my bedroom. She sat on the edge of the bed, this silent older woman, you know, by then you're scared. And she said, you should be a strong woman because God is taking you places to do his will. Again, at that time, it was not clear to me but here I am standing before you today with... with great humility, the humility of Jesus Christ, because what I do, I cannot do it on my own. It is by the power of my spirit, says the Lord. God is good. You know, I still see Mama Vivian in my mind, very serious face that commands attention, but with love in her heart, hearing her words 
right through my mother's union journey from 2007 when I met her till now. Listening to the clicking of her heels as she danced while silently praying. I tried to do that dance, but my heels don't click. <laughs> Every time this woman of God would say something or proclaim something, she would then, you can't hear the clicking of the heels, but she would do that. And I believe that she danced around in the circle. She was silently saying, Lord, here she is now. I've told her, hallelujah. Mama Vivian, may God continue to bless you and keep you. I respect you, my mother. It did not end there. God always has something up his sleeve when you least expect it. But in 2019, I met immediate past provincial president, Dr. Ruth. She's here with us today. What an amazing, God-fearing lady from this province. I still, you know, I have to let you into a little secret. I never told her before, but I still feel uncomfortable when she looks at me. I know when Dr. Ruth looks at me with those eyes and her serious face, I know that it is God telling me that I should be preparing for something else to come. I remember in 2019, I remember she was standing before me, broken, yet crying tears of joy when I laid hands on her. She was so humble. Her quiet way of just standing in the presence of the Lord. That has carried me through when I too feel broken and I cry tears of joy. What a humble woman. She has a quiet way of encouraging women throughout this visit. I confess that I still feel her silent prayer even when I don't want to feel it, even when I'm trying to focus on what is ahead. I feel Dr. Ruth's silent prayer for me. I feel her quiet prayers across the oceans. We ran a program together online during COVID. Dr. Ruth, I appreciate you. May God bless and keep you. And I'm getting there not long to go. In this congregation, Every woman is called to be an encourager to younger women and girls in a loving manner. Every single one of you. 
Please stand and let us see you. All the women in this congregation, please stand. And all the men, you have women around you, wives, daughters, sisters, touch them. Touch them. Lay your hand on them right now and in this place. Every woman must be touched. And if you're not near a man, then you've got to touch each other. <laughs> and let me check, beautiful. And I'd like you to pray, close your eyes and pray for these women of God, that God will continue to use them to build his kingdom, to influence them with words of God as they travel this journey of life. Pray that by God's actions, they will know it is him. And ladies, lay your hands on the men next to you. And if there isn't a man next to you, then you lay it on the lady next to you. Pray that our men, our beloved men, do not miss this opportunity to go out there and bring another young man into the fold. So many young men and boys are lost and encompassed in darkness. But you, God-fearing men, you can make the difference. You can transform lives. And you can be the inspiration. And together, men and women of God, you will bring this nation to Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. And the last verse, verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. And guess what? the angel of the Lord disappeared from her. He disappeared because the work was done. And in Mary's obedience, she submitted to the word of God and his will for her life. She accepted and she trusted. She was humble and faithful. Her patience and obedience changed the course of history and fulfilled God's purpose for her life. Let it be the same for us. 
Today, we will be witnessing the enrollment of those who have answered God's call to serve him through the ministry of Mother's Union and the church. I ask you to pray for these women now with the prayer of St. Teresa of Avila And sisters, can you raise your hand so I could see where you sit and those who will be enrolled? Yes, here they are. <clears throat> sisters, after your enrollment here today, it is only the beginning. You are to live with the love of Christ radiating from your hearts each and every day. Let us close our eyes and pray for them. Sisters who would be enrolled today, always remember, Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks with compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. All this in the name and by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, our risen Lord and Savior. And all God's people say, Amen. amen. And again, amen. amen. God bless you. God bless you. just want us to close our eyes and just continue in a moment of prayer of reflection. Our sister has raised matters of concern in our lives even today as we celebrate. And one of the important questions that she asked us is, what are you pregnant with? What special assignment has God given to you? And what is God nurturing in your life? And I just want us to think critically over that matter. Many of us move sometimes aimlessly and we don't care about the assignments that the Lord has given us. And many of us, we are overshadowed. She mentioned that some of us are too busy. We get moving, we get over and over so many things and we forget the assignments that the Lord has placed before us. I just want you to reflect on that assignment. Is there something that the Holy Spirit is bringing into your mind? Have you been all over the place that you have ceased listening to the Lord? One of the things that Mary did was to listen to the Lord. The Lord spoke and she listened. And finally in her conclusion... She made a very, very profound statement because she listened. My sister, are you listening? My brother, are you listening?
Mary said, I'm the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. It's just because he listened and he responded. She responded in obedience. Will you this morning, this afternoon, be willing to respond to the Lord in obedience? It is true that you want to be enrolled today, but you do not know the Lord personally. You have no personal relationship with the Lord. And I do not know how you want to walk with the Lord, how you want to be enrolled as a member of Mother's Union when you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. What is it that you're going to offer to the world? What is it that you're going to offer to your family? What is it that you're going to offer to the younger women that are growing around you? What is it that you're going to offer to the marriage institution which is living, being attacked left and right, where people have no respect for the marriage institution. It is possible that you've been in this marriage, but somewhere, somehow, you've been unfaithful. The Lord is calling you this morning to say, my sister, my brother, do repent. Will you make a commitment to the Lord today? There are characters that we have in our lives that seem to be unchanging. But the Bible is very clear that with God, everything is possible. Even the impossible character of your life that has moved with you for ages, the character that has tormented your family, it is possible that you are here, but even your closest children do not understand why you come to church? Because your character has been tormenting to them. Will you bring your heart to the Lord this afternoon and say, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. God, have mercy on me. As you walk out of the doors of this cathedral today, will you be a changed person? Will you be a transformed person? What is it that you intend to do to transform the marriage institution? What is it that you feel in your heart? What is it that you're pregnant with that the Lord wants you to birth? Which is going to bring transformation to the world. The child that was in the womb of Mary was the savior of the world and he continues to save the world until today and he wants to save you. He wants to save you. Dear sister, dear brother, you are here, you don't know Jesus. What is it that is holding you back from knowing Jesus? What is it that is holding you back from acknowledging Jesus? It's not enough to be a member of Mother's Union. It's not enough to be a husband of a member of Mother's Union. It's not enough for you to have the uniform of Mother's Union. It is not enough the Lord demands of you to give your heart to him today so that you can change the world for the kingdom of God. And friends, with all of us, our eyes closed, 
I just want to see that particular person who is saying, yes, I don't know Jesus, but today I surrender. You are here and you are totally convinced that you don't know Jesus. And you want to give your life to Jesus. And there's no shame about this. Because the Lord knows how you are walking. The Lord knows your shortcomings. The Lord knows your hypocrisy. The Lord knows whatever that is going on. Even as you come here to kneel down to say, yes, I'm going to be enrolled. The Lord knows that you have no personal relationship with him. And you'll be telling a lie to the Lord. Will you this afternoon repent of that lie by surrendering your life to Jesus? And just saying, Jesus, come into my life. Friends, the marriage institution is dying because we do not know the Lord. And the Lord is calling on you, both husband and wife. The Lord is saying, you do not know me. And today, you need to have a right standing with me. If there is any, please just put up your hand and surrender to the Lord. We want to pray with you. We want to receive you first to the Lord before we receive you as a member. You're there and you're saying yes to the Lord. You want to renew your commitment to Jesus. Maybe you were saved, but somewhere, somehow you failed. And you want to say yes to the Lord today. Is there anyone saying yes to the Lord? Our Father and our God, we do give you thanks for the message that has been spoken to us. God, you know these your sons and daughters that are sitting before you. God, you know those that have never had a personal relationship with you. And their plans and their agenda is very distorted. Lord, I pray that you reach out to them as individuals. Father, I pray, my Father and my God, that you speak consistently and constantly to them until they open their hearts to you. Lord, I give them to you. That Lord, you not give them peace. There will be no hypocrisy. There will be no lying, Lord. But Lord, until they bow at the cross and just surrender to you and surrender their families and their homes to you, that Lord Jesus, then they will find rest in you. I pray, my Father and my God, that you'll follow up all these mothers and fathers that are here, specifically those that are going to be enrolled today. That, Father, there will be no lie, even as they make those vows, that, God, it will be truth and the only truth. And the only truth is Jesus. We thank you for our sister and for the message that you laid on her heart. God, we ask that you bless her and refresh her. And refresh all of us, oh God. And thank you for what a blessing and a package she brought to us in Uganda. We give you thanks, our God and our Father. We pray that you reign your favor upon us. May your Holy Spirit fill us and give us no space to have a sin in our hearts. Lord, give us righteousness and holiness as a gift that comes from you alone. We give you thanks, we give you glory, we give you honor. For this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen, amen, amen. amen.